What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Paris Lily. Finally, Finally. we're doing this together. I am so excited for this. Thank you for having me. You know, Paris, you and I have talked so much shit on the internet about Khalif <laughs> Adams, and yes. we've, we, we, I've been waiting for us to wonder twin power activate, but you keep coming on kind of funny on other shows that I'm not on. So I'm stoked you're finally here. Now, here's the big thing I want you to know. Uh, you know, Greg Miller, uh, I've been doing this way too long. Uh, I, I, when I got to introducing you, I didn't know what to put in front of your name anymore. What do you, how do you introduce yourself? Where are you from? Because everyone, I feel, just knows you now. You know what I mean? It used to be the whole gamer tag thing. Oh, that's the cyberpunk guy. Now everybody just knows Paris. I feel like you are, has IGN hired you yet? Because you're there a lot. They're, you're there a lot. And I feel like they should probably start paying you like a full-time salary. Well, you actually, that, that's a very good question. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Paris. And uh, I will always <laughs> say that I'm a part of Gamertag Radio because I am. And uh, yeah, there's been a lot of opportunities with IGN. I, I've been on Kind of Funny. You know, there may, may or may not have been the cyberpunk thing that happened a few months ago. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm just me. I'm just Paris. And uh, I'm just having fun doing this gaming stuff, getting a chance to interact with people like you, getting a chance to meet people like Khalif Adams, despite the fact that he does not know how to cook. I'm sh pretty sure he has his head buried in a cookbook right now, but it's not going to help. So He's trying to learn, but he can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, it's like that can't. Batman the Animated Series episode where they looked at the newspaper and the words didn't make sense. That's Khalif <laughs> yeah. trying to read it. You know what I mean? It's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's sad. So are yeah. you saying yeah. Khalif is in like a dream? Because that was the whole episode, right? I just recently <laughs> well, not, watched I was just that just using it like that's oh, okay. what the letters look gotcha. like to him buried gotcha. on the ones okay. and twos. Okay. You know, that's how it works. Uh, Paris, you talk about just uh, being here and being excited and having uh, you know the joy that is gaming. Are you prepared for today oh yeah yeah i'm i'm so excited for today because finally we get the information that we've been waiting on we get to know what the price of this playstation 5 is going to be we're going to see what their launch lineup is going to look like i'm sure there's going to be some other surprises as well and obviously the launch date so this, this is a big day i'm really stoked well it's funny you bring that up a little boy named Ignacio Roja wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can to be part of the show and says, what's up, Greg and Paris? Happy PlayStation 5 Showcase Day and happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, this is it. This is the day we finally get the last details we're missing for the PlayStation 5. And in kind of funny tradition, you guys need to make some bets before the showcase. Here are 10 bets I came up with and I hope you consider doing. As is tradition, half points are allowed and encouraged, and prices right rules apply where they need to apply. So when we're talking about, you know, closest without going over for this. Paris, are you ready to make some predictions? Let's do it. Number one, PlayStation 5 pricing. How much do the consoles cost? Or maybe we won't get a price, Ignacio says. Paris, what is your prediction for the digital and then hard disk version? Four ninety nine and three ninety nine. It it just makes sense at this point. I, yeah. I, I truly believe that's what the price is going to be. It's a great value. Um, it will it will keep anyone that was already invested in PlayStation. It's the that three ninety nine price has worked for seven years, right? So why go away from it? We've obviously seen what Xbox has priced their consoles at. It's it's a great middle ground where they can say we're giving you value at the low end and at the high end with the disc version, obviously being four ninety nine. Do you worry that they pull this small time bullshit and just do it fifty dollars and it's uh four forty nine four ninety nine It wouldn't shock me I mean yeah. that to me that kind of seems like the the contingency plan if three ninety if they're just taking simply too big of a loss going down to three ninety nine then four forty nine would would make sense as well and again i I think you're getting value because when you compare it to what Xbox is doing with the series X is two ninety nine that's a 1440p, 1080p console, right? Where you're mm -hmm. still getting the full power of what the PlayStation 5 is going to be at 450 bucks. And if you look at the tech inside it, it it's clearly worth more than that. So um, yeah, even at that price, I think they're good. My prediction is sticking with you, 399, 499. I do see a reality, and I thought about making the bet just to have differences in here so we can actually get a winner at some point, but or where they do the 450 thing. But I also think PlayStation, you hope, is smart enough to look at that and be like, no, take the loss on the all digital version, get it out there because we will make it up not only on our own software, on every piece of software bought through the PSN. And that's the only way to get the games. 
Exactly. Now I'll throw this out there to you, Greg, because yeah. I, I love to do my conspiracy. So you do it at three ninety nine, but it's a unicorn this holiday. Sure, there'll be a few out there to say, yep, there's some all digital PlayStation fives. But regardless of what they price this thing at this holiday, it's selling out, right? Yep. So you flood the market with the more expensive one. You make the all digital one, you know, very scarce. Mm. But every marketing material you see can say PlayStation 5 starting at $399. Sure, sure, sure. Get you that close to it. Also, I, I think there is going to be that moment of like, I'm Mr. All Digital. I've been saying it for years, right? I think since yeah. PlayStation 3, I was like, just give me everything digitally. Now that we're here and this console's there, I'm still going to, and I mean, unless it's outrageously more expensive, buy the disc-based version because I know there's going to be a situation where we get a game early and it's going to be only on disc or, you know, for some reason I don't want to download it and I go off and buy this or I want my friend passes me something I need to play. Like, I know I'm still in that situation. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you're right, though. Put it If you can get it on that just splash screen starting at $3.99, that's a way sexier entry point for people who are on the precipice and then they get there and hopefully look into it and find something different. Next question, number two. Pre-orders available now. Do they give a date or do they say nothing? Paris. I think they give a date. I think it'll be sometime next week. And uh, yeah, I mean, at, at this point, why would you hold back on announcing when pre-orders are coming? So yeah, I think next week. I say they give a date and I think it's today. Oh, wow. Go for it. Because my thing about going next week is then you run headlong into Microsoft. Right. Uh, Right? Like you're already doing that with Xbox Series X and Xbox Series X next week. I'm convinced it's Friday. Friday makes a lot of sense. That's the thing where it's like, how do you space it out to give people enough time? Right. And that's what I've wrestled with too, where I was playing, uh, you know, uh, Avengers with Simon Carty yesterday, and he's over, of course, in uh, the UK, Oi Governor. And it was this conversation of like, oh, right, like time zones, right? So it's <laughs> like if they say, yeah, it's available, like even now, right, that you totally screw over people sleeping. If you say it's available 12 hours from today or whatever, you know what I mean? I don't even know what you do if you go into 30. You, how much is the right window to give somebody to actually go in there and say, yeah. right, now you can get it? Also, the, the, say, the program that they were sending out uh, through email uh, for people to sign up, wasn't that like also early pre-order access as well? That, well, it wasn't early. It was to be uh, notified, right? Gotcha. Wasn't, it okay. was going to be. You okay. can hear. I think what that'll be is, it was my predict. When I say, let me let me ver- ratify a bit because I'm mm. saying it today, and I don't mean like as soon as the conventions open, you can or convention. As soon as the <laughs> conference is over, you can go click. God, if only, right? 2020. Uh, as soon as this is over, you can go get it. But I'm saying within that 24 hour window, right? I'm saying mm. it's, it's, it, I think that counts as immediate. I, I say that counts as either way. I'm some technicality. I'm with you, Greg. Tomorrow at 10 a.m. I think it's this I, week. I think they want to get ahead of Xbox with pre orders. Okay. Okay. See, I think it's, bef- I, this is a great way to put it. Paris says next week. Barrett says Friday. I say sometime between the end of the conference and before Friday. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. fair. That? Okay. I like it. Um, number three, day one launch lineup. How many games are confirmed to be available with the the, the launch of the PlayStation 5? Now, this is an interesting one because I this is where you start getting into what is this actually going to be? What is this yeah. event we're seeing today going to be? And so I'd rather start there, Paris. What are you expecting today from this PlayStation 5 event? I am expecting them to reveal whatever the launch lineup is going to be, what you can expect both first party and third party day one. Um, I also expect them to show us future titles that will be down the road, be it also first party or maybe some third party uh, exclusive Mm -hmm. type things they may have as well. So I think this event is meant to show this is why you want to get a PlayStation now and in the future, because look at all the stuff coming right now and look ahead like, oh, my God, get super excited about it. That's what I think today is. And see, with my, I agree with you. I definitely think that's what mm-hmm. it is. And we're going to get to the question that's one of them, obviously, which is Ratchet and Clank, which I think is in this conversation. But that's, a, yeah. that's number five on the Ignacio's predictions here. So for number three, with the day one launch lineup, I think it's going to be honestly kind of hard to suss out. Like, I think because it is going to be the, here's what's happening in the launch window. Here's what's going on throughout the years. Then, you know, you, we hope for that. And guess what? We have something that's coming way down the line. It's a teaser for God of War 2, which I don't think you'll get. I hope you get, but I don't think you'll get. Right. So then it is this thing of how do you suss that out? Where do you actually get the numbers? Are they, is there going to be a press release? Hopefully, right after the, the showcase, that is. PlayStation uh, pre-orders are dropping this date. This is the price. This is the date of the release. And then here are the confirmed launch lineup games. And here's what's coming in the first half of 2021 or in 2021. I see it being that bulleted point. So if, if we're going off of that, what we would get away from that, I would think that you are... 
I would say that in the press release after the fact with the bullet points talking about what's available on day one, I think they would list nine games. I was going to say eight, but yeah, seems about right. There we go. Differences. And the price is right. <laughs> stuff, <you know? laughs> if it's seven, or no, uh, we both lose, actually. Then if it's seven, do forget you, it. Number, number four. Th- sorry, really quick. Do you think Miles Morales is one of those? Oh, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, 100%. On, on day? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, like, that's the... I, I, only, I hate even thinking about Miles Morales being delayed. Mm-hmm. I hate even thinking about getting pushed, right? Because that is the... And I think Sony's in the exact same boat, and you hope that Insomniac's up to the task, which okay. obviously incredibly talented developers, I'm sure they are. But you never want a game rushed, right, Perry? Absolutely not. Uh, I, I think the chair behind me signifies that. Take all the time you freaking need. <laughs> yeah, you'll wait, you'll wait for the ends of the earth for Cyberpunk, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the thing with it for Spider-Man is where yeah. I hope, yes, they nail it, but we'll see. Two more launch lineup questions. One. How much bug snacks do you think we'll see today? And oh, no, 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 don't see. You're snacks? skipping. You're, okay, you're skipping okay, ahead. Okay, Stop okay. it. You're not Ignacio. As much as you also, want to be Ignacio, is you're Ratchet not and Clank coming this year or next year? Stop it. Why are you skipping? You have the document. You can see what happens after number four. I have Baron. my time codes up. I'm not looking I at the actual doc. I'm sorry. Kevin, but a Barrett production? A Barrett production? I wouldn't expect this kind of subterfuge. I've never, right? I've never heard you speak so highly of me, Craig. <laughs> but you think? Do you think it's lost on me that your transitions fade to black and then fade in on us? And Kevin's there's hard cuts, and then we're staring there at the screen. I'm with you, Barrett. All right, I'm on your I, side. Let's fire hey, Kevin. Yes, Paris. I work. I work with Danny Pena, so I'm completely used to this. So this, this is pretty much on brand for me. <laughs> That's why you fit in so well. Here. <laughs> All right, number four from Ignacio, backwards compatibility. Do we get confirmation that games from any or all generations prior to PS4 are playable on the PS5? So basically, is there going to, Paris, is there going to be backwards compatibility confirmed today for <laughs> PS1, PS2, PS3? No. And, and let, let me just say this. I really wish there would be, but I just don't think, at least at launch, they're going to be ready to make that kind of announcement. Um, I think we'll see a certain set of PlayStation 4 games that get announced as far as being backwards sure. compatible, but but going all the way back to PlayStation 1, I, I just don't think the, the quote-unquote emulation soft, software is available yet or ready yet, because if it was, I think we'd have heard a lot more about it a lot sooner. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is a, a hard no here. I don't think the PlayStation 5 is going to be backwards compatible with PS1, PS2, PS3. Yeah. Um, and... I think it's for a multitude of reasons. I think it's the fact that you look at the PlayStation 4 and it doesn't have backwards compatibility and that hasn't stopped it from being a runaway success. Right. And again, what I think is so fascinating about the console war we're about to go into is the fact yeah. that Microsoft is doing something dramatically different and PlayStation is doing something dramatically traditional. And who's, you know, what does that mean in 2021, 2022, 2023? We'll wait and see. But I do think that if anything, PlayStation must be playing it in their head of, all right, if this launches and doesn't go the way we expect it to or want it to, PlayStation now is our get-out-of-jail-free card, right? Like, we pivot mm-hmm. that to be an Xbox Game Pass, and we say then, hey, we know you wanted backwards compatibility. The entire PlayStation library is being added to this thing nonstop, and that's how we're going to try to do it. Yeah, I completely agree. That work. Yeah, completely agree. If I, if I can just say one thing on that really quick, because you do. mentioned the console war. Um, I do love that they both have drastically different approaches to to the way we're going into next generation. And I don't think either one is wrong. I just think they're different. Sony, like you said, is sticking to the traditional way that you launch a next generation console. And it's been proven. So why would they change? So again, this is why I'm so excited for this, because I'm fascinated to see how this is going to play out today. I'm right there with you. And that's the thing is like it, what I always talk about is I'm not even I'm, of course, so hyped for today. So excited to know when I can just give them my money like the yeah. idiot I am. Uh, but I'm more excited for, yeah, five years from now. And yeah. are we going to look back and be like, man, the Xbox gamble paid off. Xbox Game Pass is everywhere and people are still buying consoles, but they're using it on their phones and their TVs and this, that and the other. Or is it going to be that the traditional market of consoles is continuing the way people thought it would or wa- PlayStation thought it would or wanted it yep. to? I don't know. And I think that's why I love that there is this difference. It goes back to what I was talking about with, uh, and I think there's a lot of parallels here in, in the good way, stick with me, of Xbox One, where when Xbox One got announced, right, and then they were like, whoa, whoa, sorry, we'll change it all. We'll change it to what you wanted. I always would just love to look into the multiverse and see the parallel universe where they said, no, like we believe in this strategy and we're going to make you believe in it. And where would we be now? 
Exactly. I, I, I've i said this the entire time. If you go back to 2013 and look what Microsoft was attempting to do, mm-hmm. if they were doing that in 2020, I don't think we have an issue with it because obviously totally. we, we, we've, we've adopted digital gaming and, and, and the whole thing. There was a lot of good things in that message and they obviously pivoted because they had to, but it wasn't as bad as we thought. It was bad, but not as bad. <laughs> there, was, there was definitely some good things in there. They were doing a lot of things that were ahead of their time and then yeah, a lot of things exactly. that weren't fully baked. And I feel yep. like that, and that people always want to point to it and be like, oh, well, connect in the, you know, the TV, 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 Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty presentation. And it's like, that's not why it failed. It failed because when they got the pushback from gamers, they folded. And then it was the idea of, oh, you don't believe in your vision. Why should we believe in your vision? And then PlayStation's message on the counterpoint was like, this is a gamer's machine. We learned from the PS3 it was too hard. This is just about games. And everybody's like, that's what I want. And it could have been different. I agree. I will still say one of the greatest gaming moments I was ever a part of in person was when they said 399. Being in that crowd that night was incredible because yeah. it 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 com- they completely won a generation in it with those that one word one word or phrase I should say by saying that that was it. And then Microsoft obviously pivoted. But I, I don't want to distract from this. Sorry, sorry I did that. I know we want to get back in, into. Well, the, I don't know uh, if you know this, Paris. This is a podcast, and you know <laughs> we have to not talk during it. No, you're allowed to talk about whatever you want. Okay. We're opening. It's a weird day. There's news, yeah. obviously, that we'll get yeah. to, but it's everybody's like we're. We're giving you a time capsule <laughs> prediction thing that'll be outdated in a while, but whatever. Yep. We'll get to the news in a second. Uh, number five, Ratchet and Clank. When does this game come out, or do we not get a date? I think we get a date, and I think it's in February. Mm-hmm. Because then they can kind of cement it is coming in the launch window, and here is the exact date you can expect it. Again, to get people saying, because let's say people aren't excited about getting Miles Morales or anything that's coming in Crazy November. People. Allegedly, right? But, <laughs> but at least you can go, all right, in a couple months, I can get Ration and Clank. Because I'll say for me personally, that's the game for me that I, I have to have a PlayStation 5 when that game launches. So I know. So if they said, I don't know, February 18th, 2021, Ration and Clank is coming out, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I have a PlayStation 5 before that date. So again, even if it's someone that doesn't necessarily want to pre order right now and wants to fight the crowds in November, they they'll know to be on the hunt in December and, and January and early February to make sure that they can get a PlayStation five. So I, I think putting a date on ration and clank is very important to their overall strategy today. I agree. I think, you know, we've, they've already said launch window where I get, where I, where I get too tingly on it, right. Where I get, mm-hmm. where I get a little too uh, fanboy probably about it is, is that I, I want to say, yes, they date it. And I want to say it's a launch game. And I Whoa. know that's outrageous, but I also think about this. We've seen so much of Ratchet and Clank compared to Miles Morales. It's true. Like we've seen uh, you know, Ratchet and Clank running and playing and doing this thing. And the fact that they were willing to say, oh, it's gonna, it's in the launch window. Like it's coming mm-hmm. along. It's there. Makes me think that rather than say 2021, they say launch window because they knew there was a shot at it being a launch game. And I wouldn't be surprised if they put, you know, pedal to the metal, nose to the grindstone. Also the fact too, right? You figure in some regard insomniac must have had access to ps5 tech and hardware and specs earlier than most right now granted they're a first party studio now so obviously they probably were in on the ground floor in a way third party wasn't when you really look at it you know what i mean when when did bug snacks when did young horses get their dev kits now granted smaller game independent for this big thing like do you want two first parties out there you could argue no that like on launch day you're already putting down 500 bucks you only have 60 bucks for one game 70 bucks maybe for one game but then the other argument is that does that matter because you're putting it out in theoretically november people get money in december they buy it again you're trying to pump bump bump up your march numbers why not have this one-two punch at launch why not have this thing similar to breath of the wild and uh not i I know the second one here isn't a launch game but double dash or uh, yeah mario kart where those games continue to sell because it, the attach rate's ridiculous. So if it's going to be that first year and even the first nine months till we get to the next big Sony first party thing, why not just have those attached to the PlayStation 5? Makes sense. I want, to, I want to believe and I'm going to make a spicy Gatorade get hype moment. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that is a crazy Gatorade get hype moment. I, I'm guessing one of them is at launch and one of them is at December. I don't know which one anymore. December, I you think? I, I could see Miles Morales because we're, we're getting like the kind of Christmassy, wintery vibe from Miles Morales. So I could see it getting pushed to December to give like space for Ratchet and Clank. See, 
see, I'll go with my conspiracy, Steve, again. Yeah. I, I don't say I don't say December because I think I know I love it, right? But you put Ratchet and Clank in early 2021 because it's almost like that post-holiday second wave yeah. of getting people excited to go get the console again. Because again, this thing is selling out this holiday. They could release nothing except the hardware and it's selling out. Right. So if you put Ratchet and Clank in February, now you start the marketing hype train again. Yep. They've probably got replenished the stock of hardware, and Ratchet and Clank is kind of your second big flagship launch game to be able to show in early 2021. Again, conspiracy, I know nothing. No, 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 you're right. You're, I mean, it's not even conspiracy, that's marketing. <laughs> and it's that <laughs> idea of like, this is one of those few moments where I am letting myself do the Tim Gettys get hype moment thing. Because I think if I yeah. was, if we were doing the games cast and there was a bunch of us going, I would probably say March. I would think that's where I would end yeah. up putting it, right? But because I want to get people excited and hyped up and I'm having a fun time today, why not? I'll say today. Or not today, but you know, the, uh, this uh, launch day. Uh, I cut out a couple here, Ignacio, just to keep it moving. So we're going to show me the number seven. Do we, sleep, do we see slash hear bug snacks today? Yes, because it... it the, the grassroots hype for this game is reached epic proportions. It would be a letdown if this game, like I could see them literally opening the, the show with it. That That's how much I think people are going to get excited about that game. And I do think it'll be kind of the sleeper hit for PlayStation 5 at launch. See, sleeper is interesting. I, I think, yes, we see bug snacks and I think bug snacks is a legitimate hit at launch where I think that, and I don't, and again, yeah. we talked this whole thing of like, what is you know it's like a weird pokemon snap meets uh a regular pokemon and you have these traps yeah. and things like i still think that's going to be a game that is graded on the launch launch game lineup in like what you have else to play and i think you're going to have obviously your something like assassin's creed you're going to have people playing a uh, cyberpunk granted not the next gen version but you know backwards compatibility you're yep. playing miles and then i think this the one that's like your palette cleanser that you jump into and play a little bit for and then bounce out or showcase how cute somebody can be can be there and i think it's gonna i think expectations are not low but they're like oh it's a meme it's a song it's this goofy thing of these bugs with eyes like or snacks with eyes uh, i think it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out but yeah i do think you'll hear it today in what context i don't know but i would think even, just a sizzle reel at the very least of like because they and they have to tell you what's coming at launch and drive home again what's going to be available at launch so you have to talk about your launch games i like this one number nine do we see the ps5 ui do we see their live area, Paris? I'm going to say no, because I don't think it's needed today. You're not selling people on PlayStation 5 with the UI. They can throw that out in October. Once every, we know the dates, everything, you throw out a video in October. Hey, let's take a tour of the PlayStation 5 UI and be done with it. So I think you, you, you focus it on the games, the price, and the launch event today. Yeah. UI later. Yeah, I... I would love to see that. I would love a yeah, PlayStation showcase too. just about the UI and trophies and how snappy all this stuff is. I don't think you see it uh, just because I think I'm with you where it will be about games, 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 release date price kind of thing. And in that way, I think the blog post makes the most sense, right? And Because again, even though it, once we get this big news out, then what, again, I'm just assuming November, we have two months until it launches in November. <laughs> you still need to be peppering marketing beats out there and talking to people like us and showing that kind of stuff. So exactly. I'm saying no as well. And then final question from Ignacio for our predictions here is number 10. Uh, is Hideo Kojima presented in any kind of way, or is he present in any kind of way during the presentation, either in person or named? Yes. Ooh. And I think, I think at a minimum, it's because Death Stranding gets a quote-unquote next-gen enhanced version, similar to what we've already seen on the PC with like some ray tracing, things like that. So I, I think at a minimum, that happens with Death Stranding. So yes, Hideo will be at least named and mentioned at this event. All right. I'm saying no, because I... I, I the, I don't know how you feel about this, and, and but my struggle with it is when we talk about something like this, I immediately think of press conference. And I immediately mm -hmm. think of Jack Tranton or Sean Layden on stage, which is when I'd be like, oh, of course he's going to get name dropped in some way. But then it's like, well, no, it's not that kind of thing. So is it's a PlayStation showcase, and it's not uh, this PlayStation state of play. So it's not the disembodied woman's voice, but is it going to be Mark Cerny in front of cutouts again? Like, I don't know what it's going right. to look like today. But right. I, I'm hesitant to believe they're going to have like a sizzle reel talking. Maybe I guess that'd be the way to do it. If you had a sizzle reel of creators and Hideo being one of them talking about like, oh, yeah, PlayStation 5 seems great. We'll see. Paris. Yes. That was fun.
but it's time to actually talk about the news here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. It all includes uh, Sony saying Bloomberg is lying about PS5 shipments. Uh, Mario 3D All-Stars reviews are in, and we're getting a Nintendo Direct uh, tomorrow. We'll talk about all of this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then, of course, you can get the show ad-free. You can get it, with, get it with the exclusive post show we do. And you can just support us and get shows like Bless Up Blessings exclusive Patreon monthly show. But if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. You can go to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Over there, you can watch us record the show live. You have a special job, too. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you're watching live and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. We already have one interesting you're wrong in here. It comes from Spawn on Me and says, uh, oh. Khalif is an amazing cook. His ribs are amazing, and all this cooking slander is full of lies. Interesting. Also, Paris Lily's ribs look like the top of LeBron James's head. Go Knicks. <laughs> oh, my God. He did LeBron. This, this is why I love Khalif. Absolutely. I, I it love It seems him. like some editorializing. That doesn't yeah. seem like a strict up you're, you're wrong. So and we're going to have to time out spawn on me in the chat. It's Sorry. funny because I'm actually Thanks. running a scientific poll in the chat how to make ribs. One is in oh. the oven. One is on the grill. And it's funny. 80% is on the grill and 20% is in the oven. So wow, it's wow. just science, Khalif. It's just science. You hate to see it. You know what I mean? Someone who just won an award completely shown to be a phony in the chat here. Now, of course, just for the record, I do make my ribs in the oven as well, but I'm just here to shit talk. I'm just here to shit talk. Housekeeping for you. If you haven't picked up on it, today is huge. Of course, you're watching Kind of Funny Games Daily right now. However, earlier this morning, Mario 3D All-Stars First Impressions with Tim and Blessing went live on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And of course, podcast services around the globe. Remember, there is a First Impressions thread. You should subscribe, like, and share. Then... After <laughs> Kind of Funny Games Daily today, we are doing the Kind of Funny Games cast on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch it over there live as we record it ad-free, all that jazz. Otherwise, it'll be on YouTube tomorrow. Then, after that, at 1 p.m., we are doing the PlayStation 5 Showcase live reacts right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you missed that, you can get it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Then, immediately following the PlayStation 5 Showcase, we are doing PSI Love You XOXO as the post show. It's going to be a big old gang of everybody who was on the PS5 Showcase live reacts over there talking about what we just saw, feeling it out, answering your questions. And then... To cap it all off at 5 p.m. on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, uh, KFAF presents the Kind of Funny Nug Dome. If you didn't know, McDonald's has spicy nuggets now, and Andy and Nick have been working overtime on one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen on the internet, period, let alone on Kind of Funny. So again, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames for that live at 5 p.m. Pacific time. However, you can get that at youtube.com slash kindoffunny and podcast services around the globe afterwards. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo, Tom Bach, a.k.a. The Jock. I just made that up. And Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Quip, Upstart, and DoorDash, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the Roper Report with what is... Well, no, I screwed up. With a show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Uh, we have five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. All right, so number one on the Roper Report stems from one of the things that got reported yesterday where Bloomberg was saying, hey, PlayStation isn't going to be able to make as many PlayStation 5s as they wanted to. PlayStation refutes that. This is uh, James Bachelor over at GamesIndustry.biz. Sony has reached out to GamesIndustry.biz with the following statement denying the Bloomberg Report. Quote, while we do not release details related to manufacturing, the information provided by Bloomberg's I'm sorry, provided by Bloomberg is false, the statement reads. We have not changed the production number for PlayStation 5 since the start of mass production. Original story was, Sony Corporation has reduced its uh, manufacturing plans for the PlayStation 5 by 4 million units due to complications making a key component. That's according to sources familiar with the matter, speaking to Bloomberg, which reports there have been production issues with the upcoming console's custom-designed system-on chip. Production yields for the part have sunk as low as 50%, which means Sony is unable to produce the number of consoles it originally plans. Yields are said to be improving, but are not yet at stable enough level to meet target. As such, Sony has reduced the number of PlayStation 5 units being produced during the current fiscal year to 11 million units. Sony shares were down as much as 3.5% in the wake of the news, the biggest in-a-day drop since August, according to Bloomberg. 
which now, as we say, PlayStation says, shut your mouth. That's not true. Paris, who do you believe? <laughs> conspiracy. This, this one, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not even trying to go conspiracy on this one, just simply to say, what else is Sony going to say in this situation? Because I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter you're going to get PlayStation 5s this holiday and whatever the number is, is exactly what Sony, yep, that's the number we said we were going to come up with. So yeah, look, I'm sure there's some smoke to this. I'm sure, yeah, there's, there's probably been some manufacturing issues, but end of the day, I mean, look, we're about to find out, this will be old news probably, you know, in a couple hours, but we're about to find out how many they're going to have this holiday. And I think no matter what, like I said, they can make 10 million of them. They're selling out. They can make a million. Obviously, they're selling out. So yeah. it's 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 going to be interesting to see what the ratio will be this holiday and how quickly they can continue to churn these things out because you will not see one sitting on a store shelf. The second one's in inventory, it's sold. What I find interesting was the first, you know, the knee-jerk reaction, of course, forgetting that uh, this is uh, uh, adults talking. You know, you're talking about Bloomberg and actual prices yeah. and things like that. My first uh, thing was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that, like, Sony would respond to this. And then, of course, the last thing I read, right, Sony shares were down by as much as 3.5 in wake yep. up news. It's like, oh, yes, no wonder you were talking about it. The shareholders <laughs> are upset. Of course yep. you had yep. to go say something about this and try to quell fears. But, again, like, to your point, stock prices, I think, who cares in, right now for this Monday, Tuesday story? It is the fact that obviously here on Wednesday, they're going to announce this thing. And as long as it isn't 799 US dollars, right? Shares are going to go up. There's going to be yeah. a pal- palpable excitement for the PlayStation 5, I think. And I think you're going to be okay. Completely agree. Uh, number two on the Roper Report, Super Mario 3D All-Stars reviews are out right now. I have the roundup for you. Uh, Metacritic, as of 7.38 a.m. when I had time to check it, was at an 83. Uh, IGN didn't score it uh, because it's a collection of stuff, but Zach Ryan uh, surmised this. To break it down simply, this collection consists of one historic, historical relic, one noteworthy experiment, and one bona fide masterpiece, all delivered in a convenient $60 package. The overall lack of bells and whistles makes Super Mario 3D All-Stars a bit of a disappointment, but taken as individual works, the games speak for themselves. While I would have loved to have seen a a collection more worthy of Mario's long and winding career, Super Mario 3D All-Stars does just enough to satisfy a longtime fan like myself, but misses the mark by not providing any of the updates and extras that would have really made this collection of classics sing. Uh, GameSpot gave it an 8. Over there, uh, Kevin Nezevic uh, says, Taken all together, Mario 3D All-Stars is a worthwhile collection featuring the best versions of Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy to appear on a Nintendo system. Although the individual games have been sparingly touched up, and there's little in the way of ancillary material to pour over, uh, the titles themselves hold up well and are a delight to revisit. Despite their age, the games are still rife with inventive ideas and surprises, which more than makes up for the collection's uh, presentational shortcomings. And then, as we point out at the top of the show, Kind of Funny put up its, uh, you know, impressions over there as a first impression, which you should subscribe to and get to. Uh, Of course, we have no score for it because we don't score our reviews. And we also aren't on Metacritic because we're a bunch of clowns. But Tim Geddes (laughs) did write in with this summation. Uh, It is two of the best two of the best games ever made in one game that gets treated way worse than it deserves just because it isn't one of the best games ever made. However, this package is as bare bones as it gets and moments that hint at positive changes are often frustrating next to so next to so much uh, that should also be changed. Example, the HUD in Mario 64 is crisp and better than it has ever looked, but the game not being 16 by nine, especially when other games are is mind boggling. The controls in galaxy work. Okay. On a pro controller slash handheld, but not being able to map your controls in the games is a perfect example of how little care was put into this collection. My biggest surprise is how radically different Mario controls in 64 Sunshine Galaxy. You never notice until you play them right next to each other. Pretty trippy. Check out First Impressions for a way more in-depth look. Thank you, Tim. Paris, where is your hype for this uh, Mario collection, of course, releasing Friday? I, I just want Mario Galaxy. I mean, yeah. it, it's really that simple for me because it it is when the Switch got announced, that was the game. If, if there was any game I wanted ported to the Switch, it was that one. So, yes, Nintendo, you got me again. I'm going to give you my $60. But uh, I'm not surprised that this is pretty much just a straight port of, of these games. Yeah. And, of course, you don't have other Mario titles included, like Galaxy 2 as an example, because we obviously know the whole fiasco with this. They'll 
rebrand this later and there'll be a, a Mario Galaxy pack and you'll I'll be a dummy and go spend $60 again to get that, right? So We heard uh, you fans, you want Galaxy <laughs> 2. It'll be two years from now. Here's <laughs> Galaxy yep. 2. We're putting it out for you for $60 all alone. Exactly. But I, I'm excited. I'm I'm getting it. I'm getting it Friday because I have to play Galaxy. Um, Obviously, Mario 64 is just, you know, one of the greatest games ever made obviously defined what the nintendo 64 was and sunshine is sunshine so yeah, i guess i'll i never finished it i i, I will honestly tr- give it a shot but I, <laughs> i'll try I, to try yeah i'll try, I'll try to, to try, try. To it. but i just remember back in the day i got halfway through and i go i don't like this and i just yeah. put it down and I never played it again so hopefully uh you know things will change this time for you and where we're releasing right now here at the mid-september point when you pick this game up, is it going to be something you dive into right away and it consumes your weekend? Or is it going to be something you pick up and just get to when you get to? Um, Because Galaxy, the anticipation, I'll dive right into it. This, really? this okay. will for sure be something I, I play this weekend. Um, as far as 64 and Sunshine, I'll get to it when I get to it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting for me. Like, I love the idea of the collection. Like, uh, you know, I'm going to buy it this weekend and have it just so it's taken care of, especially with mm-hmm. this, you know, in, in in March, it goes back into the vault or whatever. Oh, man. But it's one of those things of, oh, yeah, totally. I would love to try those games and screw around with those games. I loved 64 so much. I'm similar with you uh, in terms of Sunshine, where it was like, ah, oh, this isn't what I wanted or whatever. I remember, you know, playing on uh, my roommate Kyle's GameCube. Be like, oh, okay, I never really gave it the fair chance yeah. I think it deserves. And then, yeah, Sunshine, or uh, uh, yes, uh, Galaxy. Obviously fantastic. Um, but it's not like this weekend I, I'm going to have to tear into these things. It's uh, going to be this thing to buy, which is exactly Nintendo's whole scheme with this Mark shit of like, I will buy it and it will sit there. And when I get to it, I get to it. Maybe I never play through them all the way. I don't know. But it's an interesting, like, I need to have it, even though I'm not like, I need to play it. It, it, it's the 80s playbook from Disney. Remember the Disney yep. vault? Snow oh, White yeah. for a limited time or it's going to go back forever and everyone goes, oh my God, and they run out and go get it. It's the same thing. I mean, we're all suckers, but at least we know we're being suckers. And the one thing I will always give Nintendo credit for when it comes to this stuff, they've never blinked ever, ever. This is what it is. Either yep. you do it or you don't. And nine times out of 10, we go do it. So they keep doing it. Nintendo is classically Nintendo. Yep. Uh, and speaking of, we have way more Nintendo series to talk about. Uh, number three on the Roper Report, Nintendo Online's getting an update. This is from a tweet. Uh, more classic games are headed to NES and SNES. Nintendo Switch Online on September 23rd. Uh, for Super NES, Nintendo Switch Online, you're getting Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest. And then in parentheses, I believe this is Barrett, wrote in all caps, Donktober begins early, one of the best 2D platformers of all time. Is that no, true, that, 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 that was Tim. That was oh, that I, was Tim? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, uh, Tim is very much a uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 lover. Uh, when it comes to the countries, I like them, but they... Uh, uh, as a kid, I never was like in love with their art style, so like I never like fully uh, got invested in them. Yeah, and I know that's heresy. Like I know like Country One, Country Two are like great platformers, and I'm sure if I went back to them today as an adult, I would totally love them way more. But they just didn't stick with me as a kid. Um, so oh. yeah, there's another hot bear take that y'all can hate me for. Um, so there you go. <laughs> And then what? Uh, the next one here, we have uh, Mario Super Pick Cross, Pick Cross uh, the Peacekeepers, and then NES Nintendo Switch Online is getting Scat Special Cybernetic Attack Team. Awesome. I was a Sega kid. I have no attachment to any of these games, Paris. <laughs> but I'm glad people like Tim are excited for Donktober. Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm also a Donkey Kong Country guy as well. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to see this. So, yeah, these, this is some good stuff. Do you use your Nintendo Switch Online a lot? online no yeah I, I, yeah it's like every now and again i'll jump into some i'm I'm more of just i play the classic stuff on there just offline yeah hey we nintendo online it's great right yeah exactly i mean i just pay for it whatever forget about yeah. it <laughs> here it is get it all right cool i get some games i mean tetris 99 made it worth the price of admission so who cares uh, however, number four, there's more Nintendo stuff. Uh, there's a Nintendo Direct Mini happening tomorrow. Uh, tune in tomorrow, Thursday, September 17th at 7 a.m. Pacific for a live stream Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase featuring information about upcoming Nintendo Switch titles exclusively from Nintendo's publishing partners. Okay, now this got Tim excited in the Slack channel for Kind of Funny today because he's like, who knows what to expect from Nintendo in 2020. However, they're promoting this ahead of time. Usually, this is if they don't have anything they want you to be excited for, they wouldn't promote it ahead of time. It just kind of pops up, and then you wake up, and there's something going on, and you didn't have expectations. Now we have expectations. 
which leads us to story number five, which people are already running wild with and connecting to this partner showcase. Let's talk the Mass Effect collection. This is Jordan Ullman over at IGN. Listings for Mass Effect Trilogy Remastered have appeared on Portuguese retail site Gaming Replay and have been subsequently removed. As spotted by Nebelian on Twitter, the PS4, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch listings offer an October 2020 release date and are emblazoned with the same logo found on the PC, PS3, Xbox 360 Mass Effect Trilogy. Rumors about a potential Mass Effect Trilogy remaster have been bubbling for some time now, but these list- listings certainly add further fuel to the fire. With a Sony showcase and a Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase just around the corner, there are plenty of opportunities for, for this rumor to become a reality, too. Top of the order, Paris. Do you believe in the Mass Effect Remastered Trilogy? I believe it exists. I do. Yeah. Um, I don't believe this October release date because Ooh. if it's true, this is the absolute worst time to bring it out. There's next-gen consoles coming out. There's all these other next-gen gaming experiences that are coming out. There's Cyberpunk, too. Which yeah, well, we talk about, we talk about yeah. Cyberpunk in re, re, into every game that's coming yeah. out. Of like, why are you coming out so close? But for a game that is an RPG that you want to get lost in, right, and have all these quests, like, I feel like putting the trilogy out close to that is a bad move. Yeah, absolutely it is. Because I was even going to say, Mass Effect 2, in my opinion, is one of the greatest games ever made. So, yes, I do want this to come back in some kind of remaster if it wind up being on the switch that would be perfect but like you're saying it's coming too close to other things that are way more important to me on my on my gaming pile right so right. i, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. touch it i honestly probably wouldn't even touch this in 2020 i i think a better play for them would be like a, a january 2021 get it post holiday sure. sure people get excited about it then they go go pick it up and play it but um I hope I, let me let me say it this way. I hope it's true because I'm just tired of this rumor. So if it is October, <laughs> fine. Just just so we can be done. Just but, get it out already. Yeah. But so we'll we'll see. I believe it as well. I do believe the Mass Effect trilogy remastered exists. I think you know you talk about a Portuguese gaming site or a retailer <laughs> putting it up. Like that's always the thing of all these different Amazon people putting things up and holding it. What gets interesting is they have the logo here and that yada yada yada. It's. I think it's clear as day this thing exists and is going to come out eventually. I do really love Jordan at IG and connecting it to the Nintendo Direct Mini tomorrow. I yeah. don't think you'll see it at PlayStation today because PlayStation 5, like, I just don't. Even if, I guess, ugh, if they made a PlayStation 5 version of it, and I granted, I know, backwards compatibility, but it's just a weird messaging to get in there. I think it's weird enough that I could see Nintendo fucking announcing it at Switch and then the press release dropping and being like, it's also going to PS3 or a PlayStation 4 and Xbox. I could see that happening, and I really like that, and I think it's so fucking weird, and it's such a weird thing. Why didn't you mention this at EA Play? Why haven't you, you know, why wouldn't you give it, if it's, it's coming out in October, you're so close to, uh, 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 what is it, uh, uh, the Normandy Day. Uh, Baron, help me out here. And, 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 oh, 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 uh, oh my God, now I'm blanking on wait, it. Um, like, but it's, a, what, 11, 11 no. 7. So wait, was that what? V? Mass Effect Day, whatever they call uh, it. N17. N17. N7. N7. Exactly. N7 Day. So, yeah, like, I feel like you're right there. Like, why wouldn't you? Is you going to put out in October? You're going to shit it out in the 20s of October when you could put it out on Mass Effect Day? A day that used to matter so much. November 7th used to be this big day for Bioware fans where they would have something every year really big going on. Whatever. I, just, I feel like it's come, it's been rumored so long that it's weird enough that, yeah, you could just drop tomorrow and be like, and the entire collection is coming to Switch. We'll see. Also, I just want to – the chat's laughing at us just because it took us a second. But I just want to, like, make fun of myself for saying D-Day because you said Normandy, and I was like, D-Day? <laughs> I immediately thought of Call of Duty. I go, are they doing a Call of Duty? <laughs> you know what I meant, though, right? I was just like, you know, no again, that's how no, nobody cares about N7-Day anymore. It, it used to be a thing. I remember, I remember okay. back in my day, 2011, everybody <laughs> cared about N7-Day. Uh, and then we have a breaking news story, everybody, for number six here to close out the Roper Report on one of the biggest days for news here. It's basically E3, a day of E3 today, and I love it. Uh, Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell games are coming to Oculus. Uh, um, I, this was very, you sent this to me. I'm sorry. This was Engadget, right? I already yep. closed the original thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to hear it. Engadget by Christine Fisher. Yep. Christine Fisher writes at uh, Engadget Facebook has snagged two made for VR Ubisoft titles. Virtual reality versions of Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell are coming to Oculus. Facebook made the announcement during its connect event today ubisoft will develop the vr versions of both games uh, they'll both be built from the ground up but will stay true to both franchises 
Ubisoft's other VR titles include Eagle Flint, Werewolves Within, the, <laughs> Werewolves Within, and Star Trek Bridge Crew. For the record, let's get back to the Oxford comma because I, I read it as Werewolves Within and Star Trek Bridge Crew. <laughs> like the werewolves were within the Star Trek Bridge Crew. Uh, all of which are available on Oculus. Uh, we don't know yet uh, when the new games will arrive. Ubisoft is already working on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which will arrive the same day as the Xbox Series S and X launch. Meanwhile, Netflix is reportedly developing a Splinter Cell series. Does this move the needle for you, Paris? Okay. Let, let, uh, let me start off this way and say, I, I love that we're getting VR titles. I, I, VR definitely has, has a place, obviously, in, in the industry. So, yes, getting Assassin's Creed VR is fine. But Splinter Cell, Ubisoft, let me look directly in the camera. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ubisoft, can we please, for the love of God, get an actual Splinter Cell game? I think I lost my mind during uh, last week with the Ubisoft event. They're doing any and everything with Sam Fisher except making a goddamn Splinter Cell game. Please, I just want one. And not in VR, a traditional one, please. But other than that, this is awesome. I I think it's good. It's one of those, it feels like a hostage negotiation where Ubisoft's like, listen, you buy the Sam Splinter skin in Rainbow Six. You play him in that mobile game. You get this VR thing. We'll talk. We'll talk about making you. How how many Sam Fisher fans are there? Because we'll get you all to buy the other stuff, then come play the real game. Well, I don't know. Yeah. uh... (laughs) I don't know if you're ever going to see it, Paris. I I, I I, I, I just don't know. At this point, I give up. I think we'll get beyond good and evil four before we ever get splinter cell paris i'm excited to see if you ever get your splinter cell but that news is so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grop shops today where would i go the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday yeah out today active neurons 2 on xbox one johnny rocket on xbox one hack on pc interstate drifter 1999 on pc fury king on pc and then fallout 76 gets a one wasteland season two daily ops and more with patch 22 and it's available now uh, new dates for you dust off z will release on october 15th for pc ps4 xbox one and nintendo switch and then this is the zodiac speaking has been delayed till october 15th on pc switch pc ps4 and xbox but now ladies and gentlemen before we get into a really good reader mail question about xbox game pass for your boy paris let's pay some bills if you didn't know ladies and gentlemen you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games get the show ad free speaking of ads here they are uh we're, first we're starting with quip when's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth with quip's new smart electric toothbrush good habits can earn you great perks like free products gift cards and more you probably heard us talking about quip a million times but this is something brand new that rewards you and your mouth uh the quip smart brush for adults and kids connects to the quip app with bluetooth uh with that you can track Uh, when and how well you brush get tips and coaching to improve your habits Uh, earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges like streaks and redeem for rewards like free products gift cards and discounts from quip and their partners already have a quip upgrade it to the smart motor and keep the features you know and love like the sensitive sonic vibrations and two minute timer with 30 second pulses for a guided clean Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. Floss that expands to clean and comes in a refillable dispenser to reduce waste. And an eco-friendly solar battery charger to power your Quip with with sunshine. Uh, Over 5 million mouths uh, who use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth brushes uh, when you get a Quip brush at just $45. Uh, more uh, start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com slash games right now to get your first refill free that's your first refill at getquip.com slash games g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash games quip better better oral health made simple and rewarding they have gamified brushing your teeth and i'm all in paris upstart uh upstart's our next sponsor during these economically turbulent times everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure so if you're still needlessly throwing money away every month at high interest credit card debt it's now time you checked out that you check out upstart the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score now is the time to find out how low your upstart rate can be and help pay off high interest credit card debt unlike other lenders upstart can reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate Uh, you don't need a degree or diploma to apply though 
Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens when you accept the rate and proceed with your application. The best part? If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off high-interest credit card debt and meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money uh, your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided during your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. And our final sponsor of the day is DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings your favorite (laughs) food right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door uh, with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, uh, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries now are contactless, and that keeps the community safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and free and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES. That's $5 off your, $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code GAMES. Don't forget, that's code GAMES for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Paris Lily, you have been championing this there, cloud gaming forever, and I love it. You've been championing this Xbox X Cloud forever, and I love it. The nanobiologist writes into patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, hi, Greg, and welcome back, Paris. There it is. Oh, he's got it right there. Oh, he's got the influencer kit. I saw this on the internet. Uh, yeah. Paris, you've been a champion of game streaming being the future, as well as calling out all companies on their marketing plans, whether it be praising them for making good moves or telling them to stop making bad ones. But my question for both of you is, don't you find it odd that xCloud has been completely absent from Xbox's next-gen marketing? With the, rele- with the recent release of xCloud, I thought to expect that to be one of the top bullet points of what is included with their all-access program as well, since it comes with Game Pass Ultimate. Why do you think they don't mention that if a person gets all-access, they get the console, Game Pass Ultimate, as well as xCloud? Is there such a thing as giving the customer too much when they're trying to sell them on something? Do you think, uh, do you see their push change as we get closer to November and more people try the full breadth of xCloud for themselves? So have you found it odd at all, Paris, that when we're talking about the all-access program, obviously, where you're paying installments for your, your next Xbox, you get, obviously, Game Pass Ultimate, which gives you xCloud, but we're not talking about xCloud. So, and, and I held it up earlier. So, yes, I, I Xbox was generous enough to send over the, the basically their Game Pass kit. And this is the Note 20 and the Razer Kishi controller that goes with it. I've been playing games like, like Gears 5, Forza Horizon, stuff like that on there. And to answer this question specifically, everything is labeled Game Pass for a reason because they're not calling it xCloud. They're just saying that this is an extension of the Game Pass Ultimate service, from from what I understand. But I do agree with this question. I think they need to clarify that a little more, that if you subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate, you instantly have access to cloud streaming of your games. Because I think the whole point, what Xbox is trying to do with this is to say, be it on your Xbox One, S, X, Coleco 12, laptop, (laughs) tablet, phone, you can play their games. That's the whole point of it. Be it cloud streaming or be it the normal way we do actually living on the hard drive on your machine. Um, So they're getting away from the branding as if this is a separate thing. Instead, it's all inclusive and it all follow falls under that game pass uh, umbrella, so to speak, if, if, if I understand it correctly, but I do think they should clarify it a little more. Do you think part of it is that it just happened? I feel like you, you don't yeah. want to overpromise, right? And then underserve. And so I feel like until it was on lock and actually available as it is now, starting on obviously the 15th, 
I would think that now, when we really get to this March to the November launch of Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, and Xbox as is all on one platform, mm-hmm. I really feel that's when you're going to see this start coming up more because now it's there. I think they didn't want people to go get Game Pass Ultimate, jump into this thing, and then be like, wait, where's this X Cloud I was promised? And then you, because you, you always, as marketing, you want it to be a bullet point, you want it to be easy. And so when it gets clunky, it gets clunky. I completely agree. And they obviously have another hurdle right now because it's not on iOS. So you can't just go pick up any iPhone, iPad, you know, any device and instantly have access to this. So I like you're saying, I don't think they want to overwhelm people too much with it early on and promise the moon and they can't. So I think they're being very careful with it. And if you label it out as if they rename Project X Cloud, Xbox Cloud Gaming or whatever. Now, I think even as a consumer, do I have to go buy that too? Do I have to subscribe yeah. to this? Do I have to pick that up? But instead, they're just saying, hey, just, just go subscribe to Game Pass. That, that's all we want you to do. How yeah. you consume your games is how you want to do it. Yeah, and I think that is, again, educating everybody about what that yeah. actually will entail and how it goes forward with that. But I think, yeah, I think they want to, as usual, Xbox is getting all their ducks in a row to then execute. And I think that's why they haven't promoted it because you don't want the, I hate it when you get a commercial and there's the asterisks on screen. You got to right. the fine print. And it's like, well, Xcloud isn't available yet. Yeah. Like, how are you going to do it? I think to your point, yeah, you fade away some of that terminology and you just talk about the actual, what it does. Cloud streaming is there for you, your entire, you know, uh, Game Pass library ready to go. Yep. That's how it should be. I like this one uh, from Mango JR, who, of course, write in uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It says, hey, friends, with all the production issues that will come with the virus, as well as the inevitable sellout during this holiday, I'm curious if you think that crossplay will be even will be in even bigger demand than it already is. Since not everyone will be able to get a console uh, day one when they want it. Do you think people would get their second choice if available, if crossplay is more of an option on more titles? Yeah, hundred percent. I I completely agree with that. And I think, thank God for Fortnite, because it was the catalyst that forced all of them to start embracing crossplay. And clearly, we're going to see more and more of that as we go into the next generation of gaming, like even uh, Call of Duty. uh, What is a Cold War as an example? They don't care where you play it. Everyone can play together. So it doesn't, doesn't matter the platform. Like I already said, uh, Fortnite. I know uh, Bungie is trying to adopt that eventually um, with Destiny 2. E- even if you look inside of what Xbox is doing, they don't care if you're on an Xbox. They don't care if you're on a PC. Clearly, they don't care if you're on an Android phone. You can play all these games together. So the, the more these games become platform agnostic, the better. And I, I think it will bring more communities together to play. Like, again, Fall Guys. The second Fall Guys is on the Switch and the Xbox. It's a freaking wrap. It's a wrap because now we can all play together. We can all <laughs> yell and scream and throw stuff at the screen together. So yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with them. Yeah, I think you you know, you know nail it, right? God bless Fortnite. Like, thank God they fought that fight and were able to yeah. make people move and break down these stupid walls that are there mm-hmm. in a way that, like, I, if you would have asked me at the start of this generation, was that a future? I would have been like, no way. Why would anyone do that? Why would you ever couch out of that? Why would Sony not want you playing on their systems? But the way, you know, and this is the tradition of our our industry and then technology in general, the way that snowball just kicks up more and more speed as it goes to get to where we are now, where, yeah, oh yeah, Call of Duty. You can play anywhere you are with anyone you want. It's like, oh my gosh. Uh, I do think it'll be interesting for this launch season of how do people tackle that and how many new problems are there, right? Like, you know, I'm addicted to Avengers right now. And one of the things with Avengers, they said when people are like, oh my God, it's going to be cross-play. They're like, listen, for year one, our focus is getting cross-generational play up and running so that PlayStation 4 is playing with PlayStation 5 and there's no issues. Cross-platforms down the line. And it's like, okay, cool. But even them saying that and acknowledging that makes me worried that on launch day, when I get my PlayStation 5, is Avengers going to be available for me to download? Is it going to work flawlessly? Is there going to be some issues, especially the number of issues that game has inherently baked into it already with dis- disappearing skins and stuff? What will happen when I bring it over to PlayStation 5? And, you know, Xbox has already such a great track record with this, right? With backwards compatibility and all these different things. Like, I am worried about, like, the games that you do want to play on your PlayStation 5 from your PlayStation 4, what that's actually going to look like. And, you know, you talked about it when we were talking about backwards compatibility, you know, about even PlayStation 4, how many of those games at launch are going to be ready to go that way and be ready to pop right out and be backwards compatible? Yep, agree. You don't have the answer. It's going to be fascinating. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. We're just going to have to wait and see. And that's why cross-platform is great and why it's awesome to see these uh, companies take it and put it onto uh, their own Bungie.net, right? When I got my Stadia and I was able to, and, and I connected my Bungie accounts finally and I took my PlayStation 4 character and played it on Stadia and then sent it back and played it that way. It's like, yes, this is how it should be. Absolutely. Paris, I think you might have some input on this one because it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together. Today, Kevin needs help. Not our Kevin. A different Kevin. Needs help on PlayStation. Uh, Kevin's PSN is Kevin. How do you want to say this? I would say Boge. 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 Be bougie with it. Boge. Kevin Bougie. I was going to say Bogus. Was bogus? Bogus. I can see that too. Yeah. Uh, it's Kevin B O G U E S. Kevin B O G U E S. And Kevin, I know I've seen your name before. I know you listen. You should have known that Greg Miller's stupid and I needed this spelled phonetically. So really, it's on you. So I can't be blamed. Uh, anyways, Kevin writes in and says, looking to squad up in dot, 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 Destiny 2? After struggling to find a gaming groove after completing the platinum run in Ghost of Tsushima, I've been in a rut. I reinstalled Destiny 2 after putting uh, in just a few short hours when it was free on PSN. Looking for some best friends to help as I start a new character and run through some legacy content and prepare for that new expansion. I'm East Coast and usually on evenings after 8 p.m. Eastern. Thanks. If you want to play some Destiny 2 with Kevin, hit up Kevin on PSN. Kevin Bougie. Kevin B-O-G-U-E-S. Oh, Bogues. People are saying like Muggsy Bogues. That makes sense. But even then, you're just... You're spelling Bogues differently there, Groovy Muse. You know what? I digress. I've spelled the name several times. Paris, are you still addicted to Destiny? Oh, 1,000% I am. Yeah? What keeps you coming back? You know, honestly, it's what he's talking about. It's the community that's been built up since 2014. I mean, I've, I've met so many amazing people just playing that game, either just casually doing things or even you know, doing something hardcore like a raid and, and you build these friendships and you build these bonds over it, forcing people to communicate and cooperate together. Like I, I always say, Destiny raids are, are some of the best co-op experiences that you can ever have in video games, period. Oh my God, um, 100%. I, 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 I did the one at Destiny 2 launch with yeah. Andrea and some of the What's Good Guardians and some of the kind of funny kids. And it was like, I, I, I remember coming to bed that night and Jen was like, how was it? And I'm like, we played for seven hours and we failed and it was great. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, you know, obviously we joke around about Khalif all the time, but I remember years ago, Khalif and I, and this was Prison of Elder Skolas. He literally is in my nightmares to this day. We couldn't get past it. And we randomly brought this guy in. His name is Camden. And the reason I know his name is Camden is because we completed it. It was literally the happiest day of my life. The happiest day of my life. I'm tweeting screenshots, doing all this stuff. But that was like five years ago. And to this day, we're still friends from that one moment in time in gaming. And it's moments like that that I have in Destiny 2 that I'll never I'll, I'll always keep coming back to it because it's 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 such a great community experience in gaming. What's your hype level for this next expansion? Oh, very, very hype, very hype. Because uh, when I when I look at what they're doing with Beyond Light, this is them starting to embrace more of the RPG aspects of what I've always wanted Destiny to be. And um, I mean, you look at what Luke and the guys over there are doing, and it's it's pretty impressive that we're in 2020, and I'm still as excited about that game as I was in 2014. That's ridiculous, and that's the power yeah. of like you're saying that game and that community, that type of game, right? I think yeah. you know. We bring up uh, when we're playing Avengers, right? Like I, we, this, a few same comments come up all the time playing Avengers because, of course, playing Avengers, all you do is talk shit about Avengers. But it is that thing of like, I know for the longest time the joke with Destiny community has been like, the people who play Destiny hate Destiny <laughs> because you're in there so much and like, you know, the flaws you see every day, you can't stop playing it. You're in there running your dailies, you're doing your things, and you're like, oh, this thing again, right? And the one, uh, review started posting for Avengers and we were all talking about how we're all in love with this game that's getting sixes and sevens or whatever and is broken in so many different ways but so good in other ways. You, Your quote about uh, Metacritic and Destiny came up of where you were like, listen, like, I forget what it is. You know better than me, but like, right, Destiny got a six or whatever when it came out. Oh, six, five, it. yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had more fun with that game than any other game and it's like, holy shit, like that's what this is, right? You're signing up for an experience that goes so far beyond the mechanics and what you're seeing. 
completely agree. I always say uh, Destiny is the greatest 6.5 game I've ever played. <laughs> so, you know, because it, it doesn't matter what the score is. It, it matters about the experience of the game and if you're having fun. And I've been having fun for six years. And I'll even say this, you know, Destiny isn't perfect. Like you said, the hardcore people, if, if you look on social media and on Reddit, you'll see we, we bitch and complain about it all the time because the game is a roller coaster. But I think why I keep coming back is because I know those guys over at Bungie care as much as we do. Sure. And they're trying to make the best game that they possibly can. And nothing's going to be perfect. They clearly listen to feedback. And, you know, when it's at a low point in Destiny, I'll go play something else. But but look, when shit hits the fan, when a new expansion comes out, I'm there day one because it's always an exciting time and you get a new raid and you never know what to expect. So um, like, like you originally said, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, November 10th with Beyond Light. I think it's going to be really good. Awesome. Uh, remember, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash games, we ask you to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. We have one you're wrong and one breaking news. Cade011 says Death Stranding on PC does not feature ray tracing, but it does feature deep learning super sampling, yes. which is an <laughs> NVIDIA exclusive feature. Yes, I'm a dumbass. Don't listen to me. But yes, he's right. <laughs> that's what we're taking away from in Paris. But yeah, okay. There you go, you PC dorks. How's your TurboTax look? Get out of here. Shoo! Get off my porch. Uh, and then the breaking news we missed. Spice, or didn't miss. It's breaking. Spice Runner says Oculus Quest 2 has finally been announced at $299 and $399 coming October 13th. Of course, earlier this week, we had the leaked trailer of uh, Oculus Quest 2. Now it is officially official, $299, $399, October 13th. You, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit tomorrow in more detail. Because tomorrow we'll be back with Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, tomorrow's host is myself and Felicia Day guest hosting. And then Friday, it is me and Blessing closing out the week. Remember, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can go right now and get the exclusive post show Paris and I are about to do. Of course, you get the show ad-free. You could write in. You can do a whole bunch of other perks. It's fun. If you don't have that money, though, I understand. Twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames later, podcast services, or wherever around the globe. You understand. Paris, as the man who is in such demand in our industry, where do you send people to keep up with you these days? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, first and foremost, you can find me at Gamertag Radio. So GamertagRadio.com. We do that podcast twice a week. Talk about any and everything in video games. If you just want to see the ramblings of an angry old man, you can go to Twitter. I'm uh, at <laughs> Vicious696. Um, I started my own YouTube channel, and uh, that's simply just my name. So if you just search uh, Paris, P-A-R-R-I-S, you'll, you'll find me on YouTube. And uh, we're also on Twitch as well, because when we do the podcast, we stream it live. So that's twitch.tv uh, forward slash Gamertag Radio. Paris, I love your opinions, and I love working with you. Thanks for finally doing a show with me. Oh, Thanks no, thank you. Band. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. This has been quite seriously, this has been the honor, because um, I have been such a fan of your work over the years. And we've had some minor interactions throughout events. But to finally be able to sit down with you and uh, do a show is has been a blessing, man. So thank you. I really appreciate this. Well, I remember, I think, it, well, I don't remember this. I, I always love it when I say I remember and then can't remember. But it was, I remember being at a show and a demo finisher, we were doing something. And, and Khalif was like, oh, you got to meet Paris. And you came over and immediately I was like, this guy's awesome. <laughs> like this, this guy fits. This is, this is somebody who's going to be around a long time. So I'm glad you're here. Oh, thank you. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we got a post show to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. And of course, we're live all day with the PlayStation 5 event, PS I Love You, all sorts of stuff. Nug Dome later. Don't forget about that. Uh, your eyes may never be the same. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.